This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Basement Bookers Podcast, a wrestling podcast, most times. But however, I would like you to keep your ears open for the newest currency coming out. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you Douchecoin. Now, Douchecoin is like Dogecoin, but instead of an adorable little dog, you're going to get Rich DeRiz's face on it. You're going to get Rich DeRiz classic. It's going to be Rich DeRiz with long hair and youth. It's it's coming. So get and ready. And a beer belly. Get ready, guys. If, well, if that's the one you choose, then you can use that one if you want. Like you, all I said was you had to have long hair. I, I feel so like you decided. <laughs> all right, so so you really want it to be douche coin, okay? To the douche. You just killed yes, my yes. bit. No, that that's its, that's its slogan. No, it's to the moon. Why would that's you go to coin. the douche? That's not you're not you're making it attractive to purchase this coin with your face on it on purpose. You're mm. trying to tank the currency before it comes out so you can just take all of it. And then but inflate if I take it back all of it, up. Then it's not worth anything. It is if you make it go up while you have all of it, most of it. If you have the most douche coin, you're obviously going to be the richest douche millionaire. <laughs> be the biggest douche on the planet. Yeah, that when you buy a mansion, you're going to have to call it a douche mansion. Mm-hmm. You know, and your douche pool, which is like Olympic-sized douche swimming pool. Chateau Le Douche. If you want to call it that, you can call it that. <laughs> it's your it's your money. I think I will. I, I think I, I already have some of my Dogecoin looking at a couple of yachts. Or yachts. Man, you shouldn't do that. You should I really should. you really shouldn't jinx yourself. Nah. You know, it, it's best to go and shoot it under. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to lose all my money. You know, I, the best I could do is hope to hang on to what I have if I'm not killed by my wife. You know, right. things like that. That's what you <laughs> got to really throw out there. This way, you, you're putting out... Because the universe loves pantsing people. And you yeah, don't, it does. You don't want that for yourself, I think. No. And no. since you don't want that for yourself, you shouldn't throw that energy out there. So really go low-key. And I, I, I think it's good advice for any person that... that, that um, wishes to do well in the uh, in the financial sector with their cryptocurrencies. Yeah. For for real, like I was talking to a friend last night and I'm like, "Listen, I didn't put in any uh an amount that would like break the bank. I put in enough that if if it goes to the moon, I'm going to make a nice chunk, but I, like I'm kind of just like in it for the fun. I'm just I'm riding the wave." Wave's going to go up. And the wave is going to go down, and Elon Musk is going to talk about it. And hopefully, the wave is going to go up, and I don't know what I'll do from there. We'll see. We we will see, and that that's I don't know anything about this stuff. I just know that I have coins, and that's all. Yes. This podcast is not financial advice. No. If if you or anyone you know suffers from an addiction to whatever, use the internet. <laughs> And if, if you know how to get something like douche coin started, 
give us a shout out. Like, let us know. Hook us up. Sure. Let's get the douche coin going. How much douche coin do you got, bro? Bro, I got so much douche coin. No, it's like 12 douche. Yeah. It is. Like, I. We gotta figure it out. You know what? If whoever does it, that's, you could have the idea. But it's gotta be Rich's face on the currency. And he has to provide the photo. Yeah. I'm gonna make yeah. you a mortal. And if it's not us, just, you know, like, give me, a, like, 25%. Uh, I, yeah. I want at least one douche coin. Yeah. Because, you know, when you have, like, the whole coin, I think that's worth a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know how these things work. Anyway. Wrestling. That's what we're here for. I think. That's what I'm here for. Honestly, I don't know how much longer I'll be here for that. Because <laughs> I gotta tell you, like, when it's, when it's good, it's good. When it's mediocre, it is. Well, I mean, at least we, at least we had blood and guts this week, which, um, there's a lot, I think there's a lot of positive coming out of that. I have a little, a little bit of criticism regarding the structure. It's very interesting else. that Dusty Rhodes invented the Blood and Guts match, and I've never heard of it until Blood and Guts. So yeah, there were Blood and Guts matches in WCW. Apparently, I think they Tony pronounced Shivani it differently. Was at the first Blood and Guts match. Yes, that I've never heard he of. Mm-hmm. So I guess I don't know as much about the history of pro wrestling as I thought I did. Never, mm. never admitted to being a, a historian. Mm. Uh, but I here we are. Yeah, that them doing that was annoying. But, but before we get too too far ahead of ourselves, there are a couple of quick hits of news I want to um, just shout out real quick. First, and probably the biggest news of the week, FIFA Select. Dot com and multiple other sources are reporting that Daniel Bryan's WWE contract has expired, but also noted that there weren't any farewells backstage, so it's it seems likely that he's going to stick around, but he has been very vocal about wanting to do stuff outside of WWE uh, multi- in multiple promotions, or, I should say, and or, because it obviously hasn't been ruled out yet, to do some quote-unquote unconventional work for WWE, whatever that means. That, those, that's kind of like his words, his wording there. And it's been confirmed there is no no-compete clause because his contract expired. Yeah, I think all that was put out on purpose. I think it's just like, maybe they're cooling him off right now, but I don't see him not having a relationship with them if anything the smart thing would be to just let him like he's still daniel bryan where he wrestles so Mm -hmm. let him be the the canary in the coal mine for like collaborating Mm -hmm. and like he gets control over how he's booked if they want to use him so he so it doesn't damage his character not that roman reigns murdering him on live television didn't do that either but i mean he did die so i don't know if you can necessarily do that yeah because you, you, you only do a 10 ding salute for someone that's dead exactly and that's daniel bryan is so mm-hmm. roman reigns told me right and he's a man of his word he is i want to talk about that segment too uh shortly 
Um, Impact announced a deal with Samsung TV Plus, which extend which is going to extend the reach to those that own Samsung TVs or select Galaxy series devices. Now this would be cool. Um, I'm sure my phone. I have a Galaxy S9. It's probably compatible with it. So that makes Impact a little bit more accessible to me, which is good because like that right now. We've discussed this ad nauseum. Them being on um, AXS or Access TV, it's not very accessible. Eh. Eh. Uh, eh. You see what I did there? I thought you were the news guy. <laughs> Are you the jokes guy now? I try. This is some, you're just bringing out the A material. What is this? Are we doing a different thing now? Nah, it was there. I, I guess it was a little hanging fruit. Is that it? I don't know. I think you're just... I can't stop crying laughing right now. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, WrestleVotes is reporting that WWE is looking at SummerSlam as their official return to a touring schedule. And up to four unnamed locations are on the table. So you got to figure it's going to be an outdoor open kind of venue. Maybe they'll do something and in... it's got to be like a middle of the country place or like Florida because they're open. Yeah, but I I feel like I, I'm getting the impression that they're looking outside of Florida as well. So maybe like Dallas. I, I know they have at least one open arena. I don't know how big they want to go for SummerSlam. Like maybe they, they'll want to do like a WrestleMania sized venue just to get like a SummerSlam sized crowd in there with social distancing. Yeah. Well, it's only three feet now. Oh, is it? Well, out here it is. Like I, like they, they, they updated the guidelines. It's like three feet or something now and it's it's a bunch of stuff. You could just look it up yourself. I don't want to talk about it because I think the whole hmm. thing's stupid at this point, but whatever. Yeah. If you're vaccinated, you shouldn't have to wear a mask. All right. Let's let's move on. But the thing is, people that uh, people that aren't vaccinated and don't want to wear masks and have to dig and be like, but he's not wearing a mask. And then you have to like, you know, reveal your whole medical history. And I shouldn't have to like tell prove to a stranger that I'm vaccinated. You know? It's okay. We're all gonna be wearing um, armbands, cool. and then we'll be able to tell by that. Maybe it'll have a nice little circle on it or whatever. Maybe you could pick the shape. And you just I put like armbands. Yeah, I like armbands. Like I want I want to get the UE logo on it though. Yeah, you could actually get whatever you want on the armband. If but if your armband doesn't have the QR code that the officer can't scan, they're gonna throw you in jail for your life. Cool. Yeah. Just snatch so, you off the street if the scanner doesn't work. Yeah, why not? It'll make it like uh, you know how like when you're speeding. Well, we don't drive, but like you know in the movies, there's mm -hmm. like a officer on the side of the road and he's got like that gun thing mm -hmm. like it's gonna have that kind of range nice. so it's like you won't even notice that you're being fucking scanned uh, that's perfect i like it better that way yeah it is and then like when like it's raining or something and your armband glitches out and they just like 
you te- you get a false negative or whatever on your armband, and then they just beat the fuck out of you, and then throw you in the back of a cop car, and no one well, ever sees you again. Well, if they're doing again. a QR code, they sh- they <laughs> may as well also. Well, no, Q- like QR code's not electronic. Let's talk about. Are you talking about the gun glitching out? Yeah, I'm talking about little things that can mess up. It should be waterproof. Well, you know, it depends who's who's providing the service, who's making these things. Ah. Listen, it's it's utopia. It's fine. It's all fine. It'll go fine. Utopia is impossible. It's close to utopia. It's a utopia. No. It's utopic. Sorry. We we're not you can't that that's the whole point of utopia. You see you can't reach it. Hmm. That's not up for debate here. Correct. What is is Lita's new horror movie. It's called It Wants Blood. Now, when you say it's her new horror movie, did she write it, direct it, or she's she just, just in it? She. I feel like she is a supporting character. So she's appearing in a movie. Yes. It's not her movie. No. I called it her movie because I wanted to. Okay. But it's not her movie. No. Okay. Now, I want to... Because that's a big deal. If a WWE superstar writes a movie or directs a movie or whatever, it's a little bit bigger than being in a bit part. That's all. You're right. It would be. I guess I was uh, was bad on, bad on my end. Yeah, it's all right, man. We're used to this kind of thing from us. I, I, wa- I want to read the synopsis here. Uninterrupted? Yes. All right. Won't be long. Two giant monsters are forced to battle head to screaming head on the political circuit as they run against each other for a seat as a senator. But the unsuspecting public doesn't realize they are actually creatures that each running mate owns, feasting on helpless, big-breasted, quivering-lipped women and charity-thieving priests. The perils of politics never involve two enormous behemoths fighting to the death until now. You'll be on the edge of your seat watching fangs feasting on heaps of flesh as beautiful babes are fed to the beasts in It Wants Blood. This sounds good. <laughs> it it makes me wish it had been released before I quit drinking. No, I think it's fine. It's like because now it probably has decent special effects. Because, like, the worst special effects now are better than anything you would have seen when you were drinking. Yes, but I feel like, like, even current horror movies, the special effects are pretty bad. I watched the trailer, and I think the special effects are actually better than a lot of the acting. Which, by the way, uh, this stars Eric Roberts... Eric Roberts is one of the greatest actors of all time. He was Along in uh, Expendables with Stone Cold. Really? Yeah, he was the he was the main bad guy. Hmm. Eric Roberts was the heel was the boss of the heels, and Stone Cold was like his his uh, his guy, his like underling. Cool. Let's see if you recognize any of these other names. Steve Railsback. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the name of adult film stars. That's what that sounds like. That sounds Bill, like an adult film star of the uh, alternative persuasion. Bill Victor Arukan. I don't know who that is. I know and Eric o- Roberts though. And Ola Ray. I don't. I just, I only know Eric Roberts apparently, who okay. just doesn't care. 
But is that is that Julia's brother? Yes. Okay. And he has I I think his I think Emma Roberts, that's his daughter, and she's she's okay. Mm-hmm. So I watched the preview. Now from from the perspective of someone that's not a fan of the genre, it looks like any other movie of the genre. Bad acting, maybe bad special effects or whatever, and aside from the virtual promise of nudity, nothing I'm interested in seeing. Now, if you're a fan of horror, this is probably going to be a very good movie. You're probably going to thoroughly enjoy it. I'm starting to see the point how horror kind of fills a niche for people in comedy that want gore. Like I'm start, I'm starting to see how all horror, how a lot of the B horror movies are seen as, essentially as comedies, and people watch it for that specifically for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to. I feel like I have to see more in order to start to truly appreciate it. But I'm starting to recognize that that is the case. That like people are looking for that for that reason. Different strokes for different folks. Indeed. And speaking of different strokes for different folks, real quick, Ahmed Johnson. Would you ever use the word charismatic to describe him? Double knee pads is how I would describe him. I don't remember him wearing double knee pads. Yeah. Or was it elbow pads? One of those things. He looked ridiculous. (laughs) If you just Google... A picture of Ahmed Johnson, mm-hmm. WWF. You'll see what I'm talking about, because like he 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 wear he's had like red tights and the red, like it, it was like I think it was two knee pads that he had almost. It, it looks silly. Hmm. Like you should do that. You should do what I say. When I say that, that means you do what I tell you to do. And then you well, say, "Oh, oh, okay. you want me to do that? Okay. Yes. Right, let me, let me that, I'm talking to you." Images, but you, it's like you can't find him. Like, there, elbow you, pad. Well, so his elbow pads are like a little on his elbow, but a lot on his forearm. All right, let me because you don't. I'm looking, I'm looking. His knee pads seem high, that too, he has, bro. He has thigh pads and knee pads. Yeah, th- this is the one I saw. I see double knee pads. See? Okay. <laughs> it's too many pads. <laughs> like, is that to, like, stand out? Or, you know, he just, they're like, listen, you're going to have to wear tights. He's like, no, I want to wear pants. It's like, listen, you're going to be wearing tights. And they're like, all right, well, guess what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to wear all the knee pads. <laughs> exactly. I'm covered up. I'm insecure. Yeah, I remember him being very scary. Because yeah. there was a WWF game. I think it was Warzone, and it was for PlayStation 1. I got it for Christmas one year. And in that, everybody had, like, a promo. And at that point, I wasn't really watching wrestling. And this guy gave his promo, and I'm like, what? Why is, is he, did he, is he, like, through Big Boss Man? Is he here? Or what's happening? Because I thought maybe he was, like, a New Jack type, you know? Mm-hmm. 
you know, before I do a do jack, I'm like, this guy looks like he might visit violence on somebody. Mm-hmm. Like for real. Well, like why isn't well, he the w? Why isn't he the WWF champion? I can't watch this. He should be so, the WWF champion. He's the scariest one. Funny you say that. So, like a, a lot of people, a lot of interviews I've heard have sort of said that he he was like tough to work with. He like looks he like he is. Like it's he like, I got to ta- put that over? Yeah, like he wouldn't take criticism well about his in-ring work well, or whatever. Well, that's not good. Um, but like this... Unless you're Hulk Hogan, brother. Yeah. So this statement here that I'm about to read from Bruce Pritchard's podcast, Something to Wrestle. Silly name. Um, like I thought it was something to wrestle with, which, you know... Rumors like and innuendo... <laughs> oh yeah. Listen, that 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 is your boy Conrad. Don't be mad. You're just jealous of Conrad because he's doing what you want to do. Yeah, and a lot worse <laughs> than I feel like I would do it. I don't know, but man. He's in I, there. I just can't. I just can't continually go back to the past and talk about like ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, whatever. Tell like tell me the story of ninety seven. Tell me the story of 90... like I feel like that could be fun, but. Talk about now. You just want to watch it in a documentary instead. It's yeah, it's different. You're right. It's different. Like that's not what I listen to podcasts for. I don't listen to podcasts, but I feel like that's what podcast listeners don't listen for. Anyway, so this is what he said about Ahmed Johnson. Quote Ahmed was one of those guys that we looked at and said, This guy could be a WWE champion at some point. He had all the charisma in the world, had the personality, but unfortunately just didn't have that feel and was dangerous in the ring. I don't remember him being charismatic. He's... I I remember... What I remember from him was the promo video of WWF Warzone, Mm -hmm. and... Because they use people's voices a lot, like when they were in the match, like a lot of times he would say, you really started to annoy me! Or something mm. like that all the time. And I did mm. not get that he was that charismatic. Because The Rock, even though The Rock Day, he'd be like, lay in the smackdown, you know. And it's like, oh, what a guy. He's The Rock. He's cool, you know. Mm-hmm. At least you know. Yeah. And this guy's, you really starting to annoy me. I'm like, what? This is stupid. What do you, is that the only thing you could say? <laughs> I, I, I never uh, got the char- charisma vibe from Ahmed Johnson. Big, scary-looking dude. Looked legit. I wouldn't say charisma. Look, there's not a lot of people out there that are going to not say that they should have been the WWF champion. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, everybody makes their case. Mm-hmm. There's there's fewer people that say, yeah, it's not. I could not do that job. Like, you want to be the champion. So, of course, you're going to say, yeah, man, I could have been, but, you know, politics or whatever. It's an yeah, ego. you got to have it. E- this is basically Bruce Pritchard saying, like, we were ready to put the belt on him, but he was dangerous in the ring. Well, you can't put the belt on somebody that's dangerous in the ring unless they're Seth Rollins. What? I'm just kidding. He's not. I'm just playing. Come on, guys. Get off my case. Listen, if you if you play cards with that are 100 years old, you expect them to rip every now and then. John Cena is not a hundred years old, and he nah, broke his I, nose. I, I was referring, yeah, that too. 
You know, like so. <laughs> that—that's one of those that ain't ballet kind of things. The yeah. Sting thing, you know, Seth had done buckle bombs to everyone. Sting's the only one that got hurt because he's sixty and plus. not used to doing that move. Right. Like I'm just saying, in order. Well, we could talk about that real quick and just throw it out there. I just think that if you're gonna wrestle, if you're like old as Sting is or was, he was old then and he's older now. But that's besides the point. AEW, stop it right now. Um, yes. <laughs> is to wrestle his match. Like, just yeah. produce it. Like, I wouldn't blame Seth Rollins for it, and I wouldn't blame Sting for it. I think they both had a part in it. Sting's part, probably wanting to show that he can go, and it's like, I can work any match. That's probably the wrong move. Yeah. Like, the, the match should have been a match that Sting could work. And you can do that. You just have to do the fundamentals. You know, selling, expression, stuff like that. Like, did the buckle bomb make that better for you? You know, did that... I'm just asking you in general. Did that one move make it better for anyone? Did it make that... Like, if that move wasn't in the match, you know what I'm saying? Like... Mm -hmm. Do you remember the match? I don't remember anything else but the buckle bomb. Exactly. If it didn't happen, you know, Sting would have had another match. Seth would have won. And who knows? Maybe we would have gotten Undertaker versus Sting mm-hmm. if he didn't get hurt. Right. And, like, I know Bret Hart was giving Seth a lot of shit, but it's part of that. It should have been like, listen, you know, I think we should do it this way because it's safer. And then just have a slower match. That's all. Sometimes you got to yes. slow down. You don't have skip you, the buck. Skip the buckle bomb. Yeah, skip the buckle bomb and the unnecessary stuff, and let Sting wrestle a match he can wrestle. Mm-hmm. Make it better than that Triple H cluster F at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wait, was that that was after right? That Sting wrestled Seth. Yeah, yeah. it had to be after because he got yeah, hurt. That was, that was last it. Match. Yeah. Okay. It's like. They, I still say that Sting should have went over Triple H, but whatever. I disagree. I just, I, like, I understand they wanted to create a moment, and the moment was cool, but I feel the match was ruined with all the shenanigans. Yeah, if there was no shenanigans, I think he, they should have just let him have it. What do you, or, yeah, I don't care. doesn't matter. I, I, I Like, it disagree. doesn't change... I just think it's, but he should have at least one win, though. And he didn't. He's 0-2 with WWE. Sting versus Christian, you put Sting over. There. Wow. Wait, <laughs> Sting fought Christian? No, I'm saying if if they should have done Sting versus Christian and put Sting over. They should have put Sting over anybody. Like, just somebody. I'm pretty sure Kane would have did the job for Sting. And they probably could have had a decent match. Why didn't they do that match? I, I'm trying to think of, like, plausibility. Like, Sting doesn't look like he could beat Kane. A lot of Sting, people don't look like they can beat Kane, but he's put them over. And Sting doesn't look like he can beat anyone, except Christian, if you ask me. Dude, if the Undertaker... If, if it's believable that the Undertaker can beat Kane, then mm. it's then Sting can beat Kane. It's wrestling. You're hmm. telling me you can't make a believable match between Kane 
and Sting. I'm not talking about Mayor Kane right now. I'm talking about when instead of Seth Rollins, it should have been maybe they do Kane versus Sting. That's what they should have done. Check it out. Instead of, I don't know how we got here, but I guess we were talking about Sting. Instead of Triple H, you have Kane versus Sting at WrestleMania that year. Sting goes over, and then you get the Undertaker versus Sting dream match next year. Okay. I'd be okay with that. Okay. Presumably there will be... Because I can't see... Like, suspending disbelief here, I can't see... I guess that's not suspending disbelief. But, like, assuming it's legit, there's no way Sting is being Kane. Like, this would have to be, like, one hell of a story that you're telling in the ring for Sting to be Kane. Again, there are people that have beaten Kane that are not as good as Sting. And they're not icons like Sting. So you keep thinking this. I think the disconnect is that you're looking at Sting as just that he's this old guy. He's the he's Sting. Mm-hmm. He's the icon, and it's pro wrestling. If the Undertaker can wrestle for a thousand years, then so can <laughs> Sting. Like I don't can't believe I'm having to argue this with you. It's all bullshit. I know. I'm just. There's ways to do that, and especially. Sting wasn't as old as he is now. Mm-hmm. And he's doing okay things here. Fine. I. It's just I, look, it's my I, stubbornness. I'm, I'm not sorry. trying to twist your arm. I'm yeah. just saying your whole, I don't, I don't believe this. It's like, really, motherfucker? <laughs> All the shit we've seen, you, this you can't believe. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. This is the lily mark. The lily mark is telling me, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Can Sting... Can you make it believable for Sting to beat Kane? I mean, he is the big red machine. But about Lily, you know, mm. what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, like, you stay in I your lane. I want to see I want to <laughs> see where they're going. We're not talking about we're not talking about a shoot fight between Sting and the Undertaker. I mean, Kane, it's not Glenn Jacobs versus Stevie Borden. Mhm. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. Good lord. <laughs> it can't be any. It couldn't have been any worse than that uh, debacle in Saudi Arabia with DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. Listen, you had two hundred years of experience in the ring that night. I I hear you. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, we were talking about Ahmed Johnson. Okay, great. That'll I never work, yeah. got a charismatic vibe from him, is all I'm saying. I like, s- he absolutely looked the part. He looked legit. He looked like he would fuck anyone up. But I I never got a sort of charismatic. He held, like, the European title or the U.S. title? It was the Intercontinental Championship. Okay. He looks, knew, uh, but now he looks more like Biggie. Does he? I sent you a picture if you look in your Facebook Messenger. Go it's right it's right under the photo of him with Nation of Domination with this ridiculous knee pad. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, Look, he's on his way to Mark Henry post freaking Neither one of us are not fat. So let the record show. <laughs> we know what's going on. 
<laughs> oh man, Ahmed. Yeah. So anyway, we're we're done with that then, I guess. Oof. Yeah. Last quick hit. Uh, kind of just throwing this out there. Um, on ProWrestlingTees.com, Brian Pillman. There is now official Brian Pillman merch. It is the uh, a secondary store, I guess, of Brian Pillman Jr. So this is family run. Oh. All right, cool. Got a couple cool things I'm looking to get. In. I that, will not. <laughs> I hear you. That could that could segue us into talking about the Dark Side of the Ring episodes. I only watched the the Pillman episodes. I haven't watched anything else. Is there something else I was supposed to do? Well, I say episodes because they release it in two parts. I know that. I watched it on YouTube. I really wish they'd stop with the commercials. I'm watching the damn thing. Yeah, it's a commercial, and then the commercial is interrupted by a YouTube ad. Like, you're killing me. I didn't get that. Don't you have YouTube TV? Shouldn't they not do that to you? I do have YouTube TV, but I don't have YouTube Premium. They're still considering it a different service, which it is, but they should be like, all right, fine. That's egregious. That's just egregious. Like, they should just give it to you as a part of it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's it's not a deal. It's obviously not a deal breaker. I'm I'm sitting here playing Supercard anyway. Okay. Makes but sense. I I really like the episode. Um So a lot a lot of stuff I didn't know. Like I didn't know he had so many kids with like mul- two, three women. Yeah, man. I think it was I thought it was only two. Definitely two, there might be a third. Because um, I don't know if that girl Danny is from either of those moms. I don't know. Well, that's got to be a confusing situation. Mm. So, Niels is a big family. Um, I mean, they they all spoke really, really well of him. But, you know, the car accident as a result of pain meds from... Just working so hard and everything. The car accident was really what was his ultimate downfall. Yep. I mean, that's like something you don't really come back from. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sad story. And like he like he he was he had a pretty sudden rise to the top of wrestling, I think. Like, once Bischoff let him go, he did the ECW thing. He went to then WWF, and he had a couple of programs there. And you're you're in a program with uh, Steve Austin, and there's a gun involved. This is a major, like, this is news. This is big. What? Yep. What? <laughs> All right. Mm. Anything else you want to say about the uh episode? no uh it was sad it was it was really sad and you know if like I really wasn't watching what he was around so that like I know of stuff from like watching like network stuff but I wasn't really like on the ground floor with the whole gun thing which I wouldn't have been offended by by the way right um 
That was back when Vince actually gave a damn and actually apologized for putting stuff on TV. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm pretty... Listen, I just think it's more egregious what he's subjecting me to right now. I, I demand an apology for all this Lily stuff. That I find offensive. I, where's my apology for that crap? Where's my apology for setting a scarecrow on fire or whatever? Where's that apology? I don't know. I feel like a lot of uh, soap operas had guns. Hello? I'm here. Are you there? I'm here. Okay, that's better. Sorry. What happened? I don't know. I For a second, you cut out. But everything's still recording and stuff, so... It is. So, what I said was, I feel like a lot of soap operas had guns. A lot of things have guns. But I think it's because wrestling is not a soap opera. It's live television. You know, unless it's pre-recorded. Yeah, but like if you're watching like Days of Our Lives live for some reason, because that's what they do. They'll do like a live whatever that is. I don't know how any of this works. It's filmed before a live studio audience, and all of a sudden somebody's got like a gun out. You know, hmm. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe it's like you know, you their parents watching with littler kids, and they're like, uh, and to them. The, wa- the lines are a lot more blurry than it is for an adult. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, back then, even like there, like even though people do stuff kind of, it was still not like now time, you know? Like, you yeah, could, it's true. That could catch some, you know, unintelligent people or not smartened up fans off guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if the gun was like part of the plan because if if everyone was told you know Steve Austin's gonna break into the house and just wing it from there someone had to know because Steve Austin's tough but I don't think he's gonna no sell they'll sell a freaking gun out like (laughs) Mm -hmm. especially with Brian being as crazy as he was I don't know everything Austin said in the on that episode seemed like he would pretty much literally trust Brian Pillman with his life. Okay, that I guess he trusted him enough to know that he wouldn't shoot him with a gun. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't have a lot. Like, if, if, if I had an unstable friend and we're supposed to do a bit, and unless he told me about it beforehand and all of a sudden his crazy ass has a gun out, I would be like, whoa, hang on a second. Mm-hmm. At least for like a split second. Yeah. But it's pre-recorded. Maybe they edited that part. It's still called Billy Did Do What? <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> you know? Like, that's pre-recorded. Then all of that went in on purpose. It's not like they surprised the, surprised the tape. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, man. It's interesting. Like, the... the Unless they went live. Was that live from there or was it a pre-tape? I don't know. I feel like that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I feel like it was a. I can't tell. It's weird to me. It's just weird to me because, like, if something's pre-taped that you knew beforehand that this was gonna happen, you could have put a warning. Yeah. So. Hmm. That's where it gets dicey. I think maybe that's the case. That maybe it's like. 
maybe they did know, or I don't know. Or maybe whoever made the call, like Vince or whoever, after watching the segment, he's like, well, no one got shot, so it's fine. Yeah, I don't know, because I remember, like, when they were talking about it, and, like, how the lady, the wife was screaming and stuff, and she was talking about how, oh, they said that they're going to shoot here, and just to wing it, you know, whatever, and that's mm-hmm. what, that's how she did it, so, I, I, I don't know, I guess we should have paid more attention before we started talking about it on this podcast here, but, <laughs> I guess so. you know, you get what you deserve, all, all I know is the two times I was around an actual firearm wasn't very comfortable. They're heavy. Yeah, they are. Like, you don't get that from just looking at them, but they kind of are. Yeah, well, we're used to, like, plastic. Well, I, well at the time I was because I'd had, like, a cap gun and stuff like that. I had one of those, too. They were fun. Like, that, I like the way like, they smell after you yeah, fire had, off a blank. Yeah, did you have the one that like it had like it would take like the strip of caps or whatever? I had the strip and I had the one where it was like a six shooter and then mm-hmm. you put you put it's like a like a like you know like a round thing and then on the end of it it's got like I guess it's the thing that the hammer hits mm-hmm. to make the noise. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had that one too. So Yeah, I I I preferred I think I had both kinds also. I preferred the one that took the, the strip. It was like a little roll. You put the roll inside. No, the... I know it because yeah. I had a RoboCop action figure that you put the roll in him. And yeah. he'd fire oh. off blanks and shit. Huh. Yeah, it was really cool. It was kind of like in hindsight, it's kind of weird that there was RoboCop action figures. When I watched the movie now as an adult, and it's like, hey, RoboCop shot that guy in the dick. You know, that's a pretty violent movie for a little kid. How does this have action figures? I don't remember there being RoboCop action figures. Well, I had one, and I'm not making it up. I believe you. Where did they show the commercials for it? I don't know. I just had one because, like, I saw it at, I think I wanted it. It was, like, you know, like a, like one of those stores that's, like, also kind of like a pharmacy, and they sell toys or something. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, legit, as far as I knew, but. That RoboCop fired off some blanks, bro. It's cool. Crazy. So you could, like, fake shoot someone in the dick. Just yeah, like the movie. Exactly. You know, I, I, uh, I, I wanted to be a police officer. Just, just shoot uh, bad people in the dick. Mm-hmm. Boy, was I... Boy, did I make a good decision not doing <laughs> that. <laughs> They're like, we don't do that anymore. Not intentionally. <laughs> it's like... To go to police academy, like the whole time you're like, "All right, this is <laughs> it. This dick shooting class time." <laughs> <laughs> Got three bullseyes. This, this two is, of them are two of them are heads. Yeah, it's the same school people go to when they're like, "Hey, why did he just shoot the shoot the knife out of their hand or whatever? Why don't you just shoot <laughs> him in the leg? Yeah, just <laughs> hey, fire off a gun in the air." Right. Just, just fire off a warning shot, you know, because bullets just go straight up. They just keep going. They don't come down and hurt people. Not ever. No. Anyway, I digress. Yes. But yeah. So I feel like that's a pretty good segue into blood and guts. On a whole, it wasn't like super great, but the main event was okay. Yeah. So let's. So I'm gonna say say this real quick. The main event was the only thing that happened live. 
the rest was shot at least a week earlier. So when I remember last week and in the weeks leading up to Blood and Guts, when you know they announced that was the name of the show and everything, they kind of alluded to the fans in attendance only seeing one match live. And that's what they meant. So Blood and Guts was live. If you were in attendance, that's the only match you saw live. Everything else was pre-taped and shown on the AEW Tron. The Elite Tron, if you will. Yeah, I'd hate to have to watch the main event on a screen. Yeah. So, the main event. Obviously, Blood and Guts. I want to talk about the structure. Now, the first thing that I noticed was... The cage went all the way to the floor, which means it, that it went outside the ring apron. I noticed that uh, at least on the left and right sides, like the sides that each uh, each team was entering through, the apron looked wider than normal. It looked like they had like a good foot and a half there. Uh huh. So, um, so that was kind of cool. But the fact that the cage went all the way down like that. And there wasn't, like, a support at apron level. That was what allowed, for instance, I think it was Hager to slip through and fall down between, like, the ring and the cage. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know if that was planned or if he just, like, slipped. But I feel like that is a less safe design for the cage. Yeah, I agree. Because if you're if you're planning on planting your foot and your foot slips and then goes down, you're going down. And there's like there's like maybe you can grab the cage and ho- and hopefully not like rip a finger off, or or catch yourself or something. But yeah, you know, that's kind of just like another potential injury point. Now injuries. Well, you can't yeah, make it super safe, because then it's bullshit, right? Like it's, I I don't know. I think it's kind of hard to make these things. I f- so, I feel like anytime, like any way you make the structure, someone's gonna say, "Oh, that looks like you know, it, it could potentially cause injury." I, I the idea. I feel like the idea going in is you want the structure itself to not cause unintentional injury. You want to sort of like be a tag team partner for whoever is on the offense in the ring. So like if if someone's grading their face against it, it looks really good on TV, but you want to make sure like it's smooth so that people aren't actually getting cut from just contact with it, you know? Yeah. Because I'm sure, happened to me, I'm sure it happened to you too, like grabbing a fence back in the day when you were a kid, like, if it didn't have the plastic part on it, like, the metal underneath might be a little jagged. Or, yeah, yeah. Or if it's old and rusty. That's a, that's the thing I was going to say. Like, you could get really sick off of that. If you got get cut on it, the yeah. rusted stuff. Yeah, so, so you want to maintain it, but, like, you don't want the design of it to inherently be a cause of injury. And I feel like this kind of was... I know, I know that they they went out of their way to make it look different from. Should we call it the original blood and gut structure and and go with their, 
with the storyline they're trying to feed us, you know, blood and guts is just the new pro- pronunciation of war games. Look, sir, it's war games, all right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking war games, and mm. Cody's super salty that he can't use it. He's gotta be. Yeah, <laughs> I would be. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. But I tell you what, I really liked the top of the cage. It looked sturdy. It looked like you like anyone could like take a back body drop or a suplex onto it, and that thing wasn't gonna give. Yeah, I think that's what they wanted to do. Is like you know, like as much shit as they wanted to give them over the finish. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't want something terrible to happen, right? And I like I know we've we've discussed walking that line between you know making it look good and you know making it look good, but holy shit, he's dead. You Sometimes know? you don't need a buckle bomb, right? <laughs> So, um, people in the wrestling group that uh, that were in on Facebook were talking about how other people are talking about how oh you could see the crash pad underneath you could see that it was uh, cardboard painted to look like metal or whatever I'm like yeah those weren't great but you know what do you want him to do yeah that like that's not Jericho's fault that's like the uh, I mean obviously that's the fault of like whoever put it together. I, that I could, hmm. like that could have been done better, but that didn't ruin it for me. It didn't ruin it for me because it's very easy to let something be ruined for you. Like if you genuinely enjoyed the the process that went into the match, and then it's the finish. Like the finish itself wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. The whole thank you. And the, the the finish, you know, throws him off the top of the cage. Like, even before that, the slow is getting him up and all this and that. And just sending him crashing to the ground, that was the point. Mm-hmm. What happened after, yes, the cardboard painted to look like steel thing, whatever. And the crash pad blatantly underneath mm-hmm. was just... But here's the thing. It was live, right? Mm-hmm. Everything else was taped? Yes. So, if you got to pick what you want here. Either you wanted this to be pre-taped, like the other stuff they've done, or you wanted to see this thing live. They mm-hmm. chose to go live. And I think that's the move. If it was pre-taped, it would have turned out better because they wouldn't have had that spot. They would. They would have just like, cut. They would. They would have just. They would have had multiple angles to choose from. Yeah, but not even that. You could have just cut to him being through something. You didn't have to. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he could be in position and stuff like that. Like after, like yeah. you won't see it happen. It'll be just like a cut, and then you'll see him. You know, just sprawled out through a table or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, there there are a few other ways they could have done it had they, um, had they pre-taped it, but like it's live, man. Live ha- live has a different feel. I prefer I prefer live. Well, it's all taped to me, so I didn't watch it live. Right. Like if you watched it live, then sure. But yeah, but you you like feel the difference when you're watching. Um, did you see the um, the pictures that they were posting after afterwards, particularly Sammy Guevara? No, and they were all dressed like inmates, which I thought was interesting. The the 
the good guys are dressed like inmates, but the bad guys are dressed like faces. Because, like, you know, in the old school, you know, black is the bad guys and white's the good guys. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting sent- contrast in styles. I just sent you a link. Get a look at the, the first picture in there. It better not make any sounds on my computer or I'll be very upset. Probably won't. So the picture I'm having you look at is Sammy posted a picture of like his right what it looks like yeah, his I right can shoulder. See it. He looks like he's had a rough night. Oof. Like his whole shoulder is bruised. There are stitches there. I don't even know like what from. If you if you wanted a bloody match, boy did you get it. Cause Dax was uh Cash? Cash was busted open real early and, and pretty bad. Obviously, Sammy got beat up real bad. It was a brutal, brutal match. Well, all of that had to happen. Mm-hmm. Because if it didn't, it would kind of been like... You can't be like, you're going to have to kill me. Yeah. And freaking one of the FTR guys, be like, yeah, I, I told my wife I love her because I might not see her because I'm probably going to die. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> You got to have some kind of like you 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 can't not have this kind of result. Right. Otherwise, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. If that was what they were selling, then they did it. Yeah, they did the right thing. I really like the match. So, like, the, we kind of forget. Like, we talked about the finish, but we didn't talk about what the actual finish was. We only really talked about the like. Well, I talked a little bit about it. I said, you know, the bit where he's got him up and then he says thank you. And I, I did say some stuff about it before he, you know, tossed right, him but, off. But but the fi- the finish was really when Sammy Guevara quit because MJF threatened to throw Jericho off the top of the cage. Yeah. You can't negotiate, first of all. Right. <laughs> like, so... Maybe a Mike prediction will still maybe come true. It could. Because <laughs> I really thought that, that he was going to betray uh, the inner circle. I mean, it could be argued that in a way he did. In a way. To save one member of the inner circle, he sacrificed the match for all of them. Yeah, that's a problem, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Now... Is Jericho worth it? Maybe, but like, why not just get everyone under him and catch him? Listen, the trust fall's been taken. <laughs> it's only Kofi. Kingston. Only Kofi could do that. Oh. But yeah, oh. people could catch people. How come they didn't do that? That's a good. That's good. Uh, they should have had it where they couldn't. Yeah, like it could be argued that MJF would just drag him to like the other side of the cage real quick and dump him off that way, which is an even further drop, but. I'll be very disappointed if an Humpty Dumpty comparison is not made on Oof. AEW this week <laughs> by the uh, heels. Oh, MJF, 100%. Yeah. It's going to be really disappointing if he does it. Yep. I'm just throwing it out there, guys. So I feel like there's not even any need to talk about the rest of the show because I feel like that was all filler. Yeah, like... Wait, we got to talk about the fact that potentially Orange Cassidy is going to wrestle Kenny Omega 
Yep. Because they're like or pack, and I'm like, listen, it looks like it's going to be Orange Cassidy mm-hmm. because he eviscerated that guy. You know, he really punked him out. Mm-hmm. So I just don't see it not being um, Orange Cassidy versus Omega. Somehow that lucky bastard's going to make it pack, make it past the bastard pack. I feel like Phoenix or um, Penta or Penta's translator guy, Alex, something, mm. are going to like try and interfere. And that is what's going to cause the best friends to interfere. And during the distraction or off the distraction, Orange Cassidy is going to get the win. Yeah, you can't have a beat pack clean. But Certainly not. He's it's... definitely not going to beat Kenny Omega. No. So, like we we've discussed this, the Orange Cassidy gimmick is great. It's just not world title stuff. Yeah, it has its place. Mm-hmm. Honestly, and I, he, I, you know what? I think he'd probably tell you that. Like Orange Cassidy would probably tell you that, right? Yeah. Yo. So. Dream crossover. Orange Cassidy versus R Truth for twenty four seven title. But where does it happen? Japan. You want it to just be randomly like in some like place in Japan? Yes. Neutral territory. Alright. I was thinking it should be like outside Jaguar Stadium or something. Could like be. he's I mean, just we, we, walking by, and like he thinks that Orange Cassidy's just like one of those guys that spray paint themselves <laughs> to look like a robot or whatever, or like I maybe hate. maybe he thinks like he sees him standing outside of it because Truth is gonna like leaning. Inv- he's he's he, leaning. No, listen, let me fucking okay. finish. He's gonna he's gonna like like Truth is trying to pull off a AEW like invasion, and uh, Orange Cassidy's just standing there, and he. Because he's leaning and he thinks he's like the equivalent of one of those British like uh, guard guys that just stand there and can't react to anything. Mm-hmm. But really, he's just being lazy. <laughs> and yeah. then, like, Truth just turns around. He just gets rolled up. That'd be great. Yeah. Where has our truth been? It's been a while. I don't know. Backstage. Uh, doesn't he do like the raw talks or whatever? Does that still a thing? I don't even know. Shows how much I pay attention to that stuff. Raw Talk is still a thing on the WWE Network on Peacock. Uh, I just uh, don't watch it. Do you have to say all of that when we mention Peacock? Or is that you just doing your thing? Covering our asses. (laughs) You think they'd sue us because we we didn't say the whole thing? I just got a note that we have to say the award-winning Peacock. (laughs) Raw talk on Peacock or whatever, and and what is it the the award winning, uh oh some there's another accolade for the Thunderdome. I don't know, but it's boy what a what boy what an award. Well, yeah, it's a it's an award, all right. World's largest Zoom meeting. Yeah, I'm surprised no one's done like those filters of themselves or whatever. Like they're um, pro- they probably don't want them. <laughs> yeah. Like, just slip one in, like, in the middle. Just, like, use your hotkey. And mm. all of a sudden, you're a bear. 
Look, I'm an emu. Oh, you don't watch commercials. I know about the one with Doug. There's the legal emu and Doug. It's like an insurance commercial. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Lim yeah, Limu emu. Yeah. Yeah, that that's what I'm referencing. Oh, I only know as soon as it says Limu emu, I just fast forward. Well, yeah. it does and Doug. Mm -hmm. I, I, I gotta admit, some of the commercials are getting kind of funny. Some Yo, of them are, but some of them are sad, like Ric Flair's ones. Oof. Those are intentional. There's no way they're not. I know, but he's definitely taking it to pay his alimony. Yeah. But what like about, that's um, the part that's that's annoying for me, because he's like, he's one of the greatest to ever do it. Get divorced? No, he's Ric Flair, you idiot. Yes, he is Ric Flair. The one of the greatest to ever do it. And oh, then wrestling, yes. Yes! What the fuck else? <laughs> I'm talking snooker? about divorces. What the hell are we talking about Because the problem here is he has too many divorces. Oh, well, listen. I'm talking about having to see one of the most legendary wrestlers of all time do the equivalent of a local car commercial. You know, just because he, you know, he needs to he needs to pay these bitches. Yeah, well, what about Shaq and the general commercials? you feel bad for Shaq doing those? Nah, I don't... He, he, sh because Shaq is a basketball player. I don't give a fuck about basketball. Right. Ric Flair is the 16 time world heavyweight champion of the world. How dare you even compare the two? They're not even, Shaq is not in the same level as the nature boy. Who did Shaq ever beat? Um, Cody Rhodes, for one. Ric Flair's beat the Macho Man Randy Savage. Ric Flair's wrestled Hulk Hogan. Ric Flair's wrestled The Undertaker. Yeah. Who? Shaq never wrestled The Undertaker? Nope. Shaq was never the 16th time that we know of heavyweight champion of the world. He's not the style and the profile. I can't believe I'm having this discussion on a wrestling podcast with you. You should be ashamed. You bring disrespect to the basement championship. You're right. You're right. You're right. You I'm, have I'm, sullied it. I'm just saying Shaq is legendary in basketball. Almost on par with Ric Flair. As no, as it's not even own, close. It's not their, even close. Okay. Shaquille O'Neal is paid to play a game. Ric Flair was the greatest professional wrestler of all time, probably. I can't believe this. All right. I can't right. believe this. <laughs> it's like... All right, uh, no more Shaq. No more Shaq talk. Podcast idiot has meltdown. Over <laughs> co-host making comparisons between a basketball player and one of the greatest professional wrestlers in the in the world. In history. In history. God, I can't believe this. He's not normally like this, folks. He he knows more. He's more respectful than this. The views of Rich Teriz, much like the views of Basement Jair when he says crazy shit. It's not a it's not the, the basement bookers is not about that. We're not about uh, that. We're, we're we're typically not, and we are not. Um, I thought it was interesting that they have NWA's uh, not Alex Marvez, the other guy, um, 
Mar- David Marquez, is that it? Marquez? That was Marquez? Yeah. Shit. Well, you know, I guess maybe there's a plan to do some NWA crossover stuff. That'd be cool. Kenny Omega versus Nick Aldis. Uh, I, was, I was talking about in Ric Flair's commercial. Oh. You confused me. I know I did. Well, the commercial that we're not talking about anymore. The fact that you <laughs> would compare Shaquille O'Neal to Ric Flair. To Ric Flair. It's just, it dulls the senses. All right. So, I am so numb inside right now. Just to clarify, would Michael Jordan be a better comparison to Flair? No! Because he's playing a game. Okay. I don't know how hard I have to... Is wrestling a game to you? No. No. Then don't fucking treat it like one. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> you may be dropping F-bomb and everything. <laughs> All I right. can't wait until, until WrestleMania Backlash. When I bring respect back to the basement championship that you have sullied, proving more than once... Why you deserve to be the face of douchecoin. <laughs> <laughs> douchecoin. Alright, so Raw or SmackDown? What uh, caught your attention this week? What caught my attention this week is the fact that you could pair Shaquille O'Neal to Ric Flair. Okay. Other than that... I'm trying to move on. I was stuck. <laughs> I'm stuck... You're stuck. You would say that if it was not you that was so egregious <laughs> and disrespectful. Um, look, I don't know what they're trying to do here with this uh, Braun Strowman thing. Are they trying to put the belt on Strowman eventually? Like, do they are they are they just going to make it a triple threat so Drew can't beat Lashley and beats Braun Strowman so he can sell more books? I don't know. That whole thing was confusing in that I don't know their motive other than wanting to screw Drew over. I don't think it was intentional for Bobby Lashley to look like his eyes were going to just jump out of his head in that spot where he's on top of Braun Strowman. You remember that Mm. bit? And it was like, if you pause it, it looks like he's like really scared up there. Yeah, that was weird. So, yeah, what do you think? What's the what do you think the plan is, man? Oh man, I I don't know. Um so Braun's in the match now. We all Mace, knew that was gonna happen. Mace and T Bar are feuding with Drew. Are they aligned with Braun? Are they aligned with anyone? Are they just I think just two they're guys all... feuding with Drew? I think right now they're just two guys who want to make a name for themselves by bullying the former WWE champion. I mean, it's not a not a bad formula. I think it just might lead to like some kind of either a handicap match or like a tag team match hmm. with like Drew and like somebody to fight uh, those two guys. 
I, oh, do you think they're going to do uh, Drew and Lashley versus them on Monday? Because they like to put the crazy tag teams together. You know what? They might have a tag team match a week before the thing. Which is Monday. Yeah, so there you go. Maybe they'll do that. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. I just hope they don't pair those guys with anyone and just let them be. I just don't think that they need to keep painting their faces. <laughs> like, why? What is like? Listen, I want you guys to have something on your face. <laughs> it's probably a Vince obsession. Put it on your face. Yeah, let me see. It definitely, it definitely goes back beyond the ascension. Oh, for sure. For sure. Welcome yeah. to the Wasteland. Like, I can, feel like... Uh, these guys are big enough a deal where you don't have to put something dumb on their faces. I agree. Just make them good gear or something. Unless they're trying to transition slowly, which is dumb. It's not like we're not going to recognize them. Yeah, like, whoa, is that who I think it is? No, it's paint, stupid. Like, yeah. I guess. What? Do, who do you think it is? If it's Mason Zewar, then yeah. Yeah. If it's Dominic, and uh, <laughs> I just had his name. I just had the other brother's name. Dio Madden. Dio Madden. There we go. Because I was thinking about like football. I'm like, what? Oh yeah, the video game. Ah, okay. Madden. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like storyline wise, Drews argument to Adam Pierce to get a match against the two of them is that he wants to take them out so that they can't be a factor in the triple threat on Sunday. And then Adam Pierce is going to be like, well, no, I don't want, I can't, you're in this big match. I I don't want you to risk it. I have, you have to have a partner and I have just someone in mind that's also upset about this whole situation. (laughs) There you go. Or it's going to be Nick, he's gonna be like, look, I can't, I can't do this or whatever. And that Drew leaves, and Sonya's like, hey, maybe you want to? I'll get you a match. I know a guy. Maybe you guys can fight together. Maybe you guys mm-hmm. team up or whatever. Maybe we'll see about it. Maybe, you know, you yeah, we'll do something like that. And he's like, I don't know why you're talking all suspicious, Sonya, but I like what you're saying. And uh, after I'm done getting McDuck's number one dime, I want this tea in the match. And that's what Drew says. Yes. <laughs> All the time. So, I'm wondering when Mia Yim and uh, Shane Thorne are going to do anything on SmackDown. Since they're over there now. Oh, so you know this for sure? No. <laughs> Does that mean but they're moving Keith Lee to SmackDown? <laughs> maybe. When he eventually makes his way back from the dead or whatever it is that he's doing? Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. I don't remember hearing about any particular injury. He could be like on a pilgrimage or or something. Try to find out the the mysteries of of, of all life. Hmm. Speaking of the mysteries of life, why, other than doing what you said you were going to do, why did Garza stick a rose up Drew Gulak's ass? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the assault. And then kick it. Well, how else was he going to make sure it went up there? Like, he, it was too fast for him to, like, you know, actually position it between the crack and up the hole, you mm-hmm. know? 
So uh, the fact that this conversation is transpiring has me very upset. Is, is what I'm saying. Presumably, I'm very upset with Garza for assaulting this guy. And seriously, I don't know why. Why is it that bigger news than Chris Jericho taking that spot? Like, it's not like he was hurt. This man was assaulted. <laughs> right? That Like, I don't know why they do stuff like that. To get people talking. Yeah, you know, I guess you're right. I guess you're That's right. That's always the answer. Yeah, it's also And it obviously and always stupid. works because we're in the middle of talking about <laughs> I it. I hate when you say it because it's lazy. Can't you just <laughs> do something else? <laughs> Do you, do you, well, stop sweeping legs and jump kicking. <laughs> Strategize. It's a, it's a reasonable explanation. It's a, I don't understand why they had to do that to the poor guy. It's like, hey, you're lucky you have a job here. We're going to put this and you put these. It's like, how does this conversation go? <laughs> I want to see the dark side of the ring for this era in wrestling where they're like, okay, so here's what you're going to do. Dark side of the ring. Garza's Rose. No, not even. That's just a small little thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so what I want you to do is I want you to talk like this doll is alive. Okay. <laughs> Alexa, bless you, idiot. And then, and then this guy, it's like, all right, so here's what we're going to do. Garza is going to take this rose and he is going to slide it into your trunks and then he's going to proceed to punt it up your booty hole. <laughs> what, and not even be like, what do you think about that? We're like, okay, so see you out there. And then Garza just drew Gulak are looking at each other like, is this a thing that we're going to do? And it's like, I guess, <laughs> I guess we're, I guess we're doing it. Mm. You know, what am I supposed to do? I just work here. All right. I don't know. I really want to hear that conversation. I'd love to see the. Sh- I got to pay attention now, for when I got to remember this. So when like the uh, sad of truth of Gulak getting released, maybe they'll ask him about it. Mm-hmm. That's this is what I want. These are things people want to know about. They want to know about that. Rosegate. Yes. I feel like, at least, like the takeaway here is at least he's a man of his word. I mean, can't we just have Roman Reigns be the only guy that's a man of his word? You have to have a man of their word on Raw, too. Why not? I think it's a little derivative at this point. You know, it's like you can't have more than one robe guy. You know, you should only have one robe guy. Mm -hmm. I wonder if, like, Charlotte Flair big times Bobby Roode. He's like, listen, Mm. you're done with the robes. Mm Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, everybody's done with robes. I'm done with robes. I'm doing a new thing. This is the thing I'm doing. And uh, she's got like a slimmer robe, which makes more sense than like the other robes because it's like you're a chick. You're yeah. the probably of your life. What are you hiding all of that for? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I like this robe more. It's a better robe. It's like also more functional. If somebody tries to attack her, she mm-hmm. can still fight them. Yep. I, I like the hair better too. I haven't uh, noticed. I'm busy paying attention to the athletic ability. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she's absolutely great. But like, I feel like the less poofy hair works yeah. better for her character and her in general. Sometimes she's. They need to. 
So Sonya Deville brings back Charlotte Flair just for Charlotte Flair to berate her and like just talk down to her. I don't understand what's happening there. So that's a weird relationship. I feel like so Charlotte feels like Sonya owes her something. For what though? Well, it could be argued that Charlotte draws ratings and that makes Sonya who's quote unquote in charge look good. But she's not in charge. Pierce is in charge. This helps Pierce. And he suspended her. But Charlotte but Sonya is the one that brought Charlotte back. Yeah, but the point of suspending her is to teach her a lesson. And Sonya yeah. just brought her back. And we don't know if necessarily if Charlotte Flair correlates to ratings. That's her opinion. Either way, this whatever the reason they need they need to tell us because obviously it it's just not doesn't clear make sense from a storyline perspective mm-hmm. for Charlotte Flair to like you got to think of yourself realistically. If this person's an official and they did this for you, and then the very next week, you don't even wait. It's the very next week you're shitting on them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of early for that is what I'm saying. You work up to being ungrateful and forgetting how you got whatever. You mm-hmm. don't just do that right away. It kind of just makes Sonya look like a geek. Yeah, but she true. shouldn't. I don't get it. Oh, now you don't. I had to make a, uh, 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 I had to make my case. You did. It reminds me of things that happened. Yeah. So it's just to me, it's just like you have to pick, you know, mm-hmm. when it happens so when it makes sense. It's like the backstab right away. You know, it's like all of a sudden QT Marshall's a heel. It's got to work up to that. Mm-hmm. You should be happy. You got to. The, see the the famous back rake that actually work and because he's not wearing gloves. Did you see that? I missed it. Yeah, coat. They even Jim Ross called it out. Damn it! Like damn you, Supercard. Cody raked the back of QT Marshall, and then Jr's like, oh, the dreaded back rake. And I'm like, what? Dreaded? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, he did it to to actual effect. Cody or Dustin? Cody. Wow. Dustin didn't wrestle on Blood and Guts. Cody yeah, did. I'm trying. I'm trying I it was Cody don't versus really... QT Marshall. You need to stop playing that fucking game if you're gonna miss stuff like that. I do. So <laughs> how dare the... you disrespect QT Marshall? So the thing was. Oh, I'm sorry, what? Marshall. Marshall. I don't know what that's about. But it was Goldust that has the quote unquote dreaded rake because he was the one that while wearing gloves raked the back of someone that was wearing uh that's why i said you'd appreciate it that it worked because it was a guy that's not wearing a shirt and your biggest peeve was that goldust was wearing gloves Mm -hmm. and so cody's not wearing gloves obviously so that's why i said that that's what you know this is what it's like folks sorry this is what it's like (laughs) let me let me let me try more coffee hold on hold on see if this works the disrespect to the basement championship. I just can't. I don't understand this. 16th time World Heavyweight Champion of the World. He's going to pair him to Shaq. For the record, I've had a long day. <laughs> Your long day. How dare you? <laughs> you know. <laughs> hey, Shaq is undefeated in AEW. He 
he is. But. <laughs> woo! I hear you. I hear you. I get it. I get it. I do. I do. I'm just saying he's undefeated. It's impossible for you not to hear me. Correct. Oh, man. Oh, man. Man, so is the sore. Carmella experiment over? Which which experiment? The Carmella experiment is that over? Because she's just like another girl now. She kind of is. She's she got like a... a really great entrance still, but it's like she's just another girl now. Like those all the promos, the vignettes. She's back, and then she's just another lady now. With a cool entrance. It's a great entrance. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but it's like you know, silhouettes are sexy. I guess before we go to the throwback, he was mentioning Mansoor. Mansoor. It's very sad. It's official, but like he is, it's now Sheamus because of the interference of Alberto Carrillo. Sheamus is now the one in 49 and one. He is. Mansoor was undefeated. Mm-hmm. Until Monday night, they—you uh, know what—they should have him beat the piss out of Alberto Carrillo for that. Like that—that's not cool, man. And that, triple threat for the U.S. title. Yeah, and then have Mansoor beat Alberto Carrillo for it, mm-hmm. and then just have Sheamus feuding with Mansoor, and like Mansoor's like getting all these like one, two, three kid wins on him. Mm-hmm. He seems very dodgy. Yeah, he—I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna pay attention to this guy. I think he could be uh, a good asset uh, to the future of the brand if they treat him right. Definitely. First ever Saudi-born WWE superstar? Definitely. Look, the, the man's got a lot on the line. You know, he's got he's to gotta represent his country, and he's out over here in America. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it's promising. He Like, he... Just, just speaking from a relatability point of view, he doesn't have very much of an accent like some superstars do, where it creates a disconnect. So, like he, like his English is very good. His English is better than yours. Yeah, probably. I think it is. I think it's very better. <laughs> like I understand him clearly. <laughs> better than mine. What an incredible, articulate young man. Mm-hmm. So, this is good. New talent coming up, like, can only be good. Like, it's only going to create opportunity. It's just going to be another reason for us to be upset later when they're not using him. Yeah. When he's feuding with Ricochet on main event. Mm. He's stepping in for Ali or whatever. I was reading an interview. I don't remember who it was with. But they were saying that... um, to really be good in wrestling, like you, you don't really like hit your stride to where you know what you're doing 100% until you're like mid 30s to 40. So, um, like the point of that was that, like, hold on, give me a second. <laughs> um, so, like, younger guys, even, like, you know, 25, 30 years old, they may have been doing it for 10 years, but you're still, they're still, like, not quite there yet. They're not quite at the level where they can just, like, call the match in the ring and have a great show, get the crowd, and the whole nine. I just wish I remember who said that. 
It's okay. Oh. It's the story it of her life. Oh, maybe no, it wasn't Nick Aldis. That's right. Because I remember he he mentioned like you know WWE getting rid of Mickey James also, which like I said was a, a terrible call by WWE. It's a terrible call. It's a terrible call. But who should they have fired instead? Like the. Also, maybe they could get Eva Marie back. Uh, maybe they want to use that on some young stuff. Like, I think they tried to help her. They tried to get her into other stuff, but she didn't want to do it. So they didn't have a spot for her. It might be similar to what happened to Joe. Joe wants to wrestle. Maybe she, and also she wants to wrestle. It's like, listen, we don't, that's not in our plan for you or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. it, it sucks. It sucks when people, like, this is, I can relate to this. You can relate to this. It sucks when you ha- when you're doing something and it's something you don't want to do. It's yeah. You like you're in the field that you're in, but that's your that's your passion. What's in there? Mm-hmm. And they want her to do another thing. And mm-hmm. instead of going along with it, she stood up for herself and decided, you know what? Then I'll. I'd rather not do this. And then they're like, all right, well, we we don't need you for anything else. And maybe it wasn't nasty or anything like that. But I don't know if you call, you've, if you mentioned it, and I wasn't paying attention at any point in, in, our, in the week with us, but apparently Renee Young also got her stuff sent back to her in a garbage bag. I miss that. And she was, you know, that like there was even like maybe boots there that wasn't hers or like makeup that belonged to somebody else mm-hmm. and her thing. So and she just didn't think anything of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's why you didn't hear about it when it happened to her. Yeah, true. Um, But there's a difference, you know. Mickey James might know more about the world than Renee does. Mm-hmm. Like, from a personal thing, I mean, I'm sure Moxley has told us some stuff, but, you know. Mm-hmm. So, part of it also is I've read, I've seen people sort of suggesting that once a woman in WWE hits 35, you're kind of transitioned off TV. Well, yeah, and I mean, that's the probably, sad truth. The sad yeah, truth and, is that women, we talked about that, didn't we? Mm-hmm. About the, the, the longevity of, like, and the differences between men and women is just, and this is, this sucks. This sucks. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's, it's superficial is what I'm saying. You know? You're just more marketable younger, I guess. Moolah and May Young. Come Here's on. the thing. <laughs> you can't, you could be at the far end. You could be at the beginning, but it's the middle. It's the issue. So so in the middle where you could still get where, where she still looks good, if we're going to talk superficial also. But I wasn't finished, and where but she it's could, okay. And where she could still wrestle a very, very top level match. My that, point like, no. was that was the attitude era. So mm. it does not apply. They did stupid shit. Like bring old ladies in to get power bombed. 
That's obviously not the image that they want. They're a publicly traded company, Mr. Bringing That Shit Up All The Time. It's true, but a 35-year-old who wants to still wrestle should be allowed to still wrestle as long as they're physically capable of doing so. If they don't want, if their plans are not for that, then they have the right as a to do that. They have a right to go in whatever direction they want. And it could be for her protection. Hasn't she had injuries? Nothing and those major. injuries aren't going to get easier to heal from the older you get. You're right, but as far as I know, it hasn't been anything major, like nothing, no neck injuries, no concussions, not nothing spinal. Look, man, I told you, man, how I felt. You know, I gave. I, you know, I don't know. I could tell you, but we, I just we got our perspectives here. Yeah, and I, I, I gave both ends of it. You know, mm-hmm. for her and for them, and it's. I don't know, like, when I would watch a match, I'm not going, where's Mickey James every time I watch a women's match and she's not in it. That's all I'm saying. I don't do that either. Yeah, so, obviously there wasn't a big demand. Mm-hmm. Well, like, the socials were just going bananas. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, maybe eventually the real reason will come out. Whatever that may be. I hope it never it, comes out. I we just know. never find out. It's a big secret until Dark Side of the Rig. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, we had a Riot Squad spotting. It, every time I see them and I don't get uh, Iconics, I get very upset. <laughs> I know. It's like... <laughs> You're going to blame them forever. I will never stop. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's it's never gonna stop. I will not stop blaming them. Like it's gotta be their fault, right? Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent, one hundred percent. Now, if the iconics go to AEW and get all the spotlight, then would you thank the Riot Squad? I don't... Mm. You know what? No, because I'd rather the Iconics be on the number one wrestling show. Okay. Like, because right now, like, I don't... I have evidence that the WWE's women's division can work. I don't mm-hmm. have the evidence yet for AEW because it's early. True. It, it's early, and there's their roster is... Like, Very green. I didn't even know who the person uh, Britt Baker was wrestling on Blood and Guts was. Uh, Julia Hart. And yes, one of those hearts. Yeah, according exactly. According to the announcers. Exactly. Exactly. I think it was, yeah, JR and Excalibur mm-hmm. were uh, discussing it. And Shivani says, you're exactly right, dear JR. <laughs> That's his... So- that's his like line that he has to use. I don't like Tony Schiavone. You love Tony Schiavone. Nope. nope. You you nope. were telling me the other day you don't nope. lie to to the to the basement book of verse. Nope. 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 It's nope, nope, nope. No. No. Nope. Just nope. Like I don't I don't hate him, but I I don't want him on commentary. But. 
do you put them hate... on put them on dark or elevation? But do you hate friends who play stooges for the company? Like when say you're say you're like upset that they didn't do the SmackDown fist for real, mm-hmm. and you decide it's easier to make a CG than it is to move a physical set. It's true, and they yeah, have to like move it, it out of the way. Yeah, it fucking is, and so fucking what? It's the fist. You gotta do a throwback. You bring back the real thing. Oh, I see CG crap. We want the SmackDown fist. We want Kevin Owens jumping off of that shit into Sami Zayn into a steel table or whatever. You realize kids just watching are like their essence are like what what's up with that fist? What, what is that? Uh, they'll be saying what's up with a lot of things. They didn't stop them from doing Ico Pro commercials and rice cream bars from that the nineties. So Ico what's Pro. your excuse here? That's true. It's a lot. It's kind of a lot. There's a lot of what. <laughs> and it wasn't for them. Mm-hmm. Ico Pro, I think, was really bringing it back. Ico Pro was well pre-SmackDown. They, they, I, they, it's too bad that they don't know. They should have brought the Ico Pro with uh, Adam Cole. Yeah. Adam Cole did the Bret Hart one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I remember that. Yeah, it was great. Like, if you're going to do it, do it. But it wasn't just a throwback SmackDown. It was a throwback, like, to all the stuff. You know what they could have done? Because Michael Cole didn't have his famous jean shirt on SmackDown, like, as an announcer. He was, like, a backstage guy. Yeah, I know. So, like, I know that he was a part of the same era, but they could have brought back Simon Dean to do an infomercial for IcoPro. Do it. That, that could have been cool. They're just going to bring back Ico Pro. Yeah, this do. time it works for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Vince McMahon's going to be the spokesperson. He's all shredded. Like, this is from Ico Pro. And everybody's going to be like, what? I'm They're gonna... free this time. No, that's the secret ingredient. <laughs> I have a friend in the FDA. Nice. Legal steroids for everyone. Noise. What was that Rock's platform in 2032? We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> Probably Rock in 2032. So, new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions already. That doesn't take long. No, I, you know, just when you think NXT's going to do the right thing and, like, I don't know, build the credibility of championships... Like, what's the point in having the tag team championships on Candice LeRae and indie wrestling? Don't know. Yo, what Indy does... looked like she was knocked out on that uh, Alabama slam into the table in the corner. Yeah, but there's only one person in that match that always looks like they might be having their last match. Is 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 Shotzi because she's crazy. Yeah, so that's true. That they... that that spot with the. Uh... Uh, the uh, senton or whatever through the ladder. Yeah, she's that meme mm-hmm. where it's no one, and then there's a picture of Ralph Wiggum going through a window in The Simpsons, <laughs> and then that's Shotzi right there. <laughs> yeah, man, I like I I hope she's not shortening her career, but I like when I saw that table spot, I literally went oof. 
Like, it didn't look good. Uh, 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 she put out a tweet that last year she had the most televised matches out of the women. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just for NXT or all of the uh, WWE shows, but I'm pretty sure maybe NXT. Tone Shotzi, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I think it uh, overall she was in the Rumble. She, you know, she she did like a lot of matches on NXT. So last year, yeah, she's been busy. Yeah, I hope I hope she's taking care of her body the way she should. Because, like, working a, a physical style like that, you know. Oh, she is. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like Shotzi a lot. Yes, Big upside. Know. That's right. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go anywhere vulgar with that. You already were vulgar enough on this podcast. Was I? The fact that you would compare Shaquille O'Neal... Oh, that's not Who what I'm doing. Who's a basketball player? Killing me. <laughs> to the greatest professional wrestler alive today. I think that's legit. Yeah. Out of all the ones alive today, for all time, probably, right? It's certainly arguable, yeah. Because I think Ric Flair's like Stone Cold's favorite wrestler. So... Like, most people, Ric Flair is their favorite wrestler. Like, the guys in the business. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think so. I think so. He, he's got to be the last of the of the, the old school guys, I think. Probably. Anyway. I digress. And that's what we do. We digress. The new name that WWE has applied for a trademark for, and that is basement chair, basement Blair chair, chair. Davenport. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. Blair Davenport. Why? Whose name is that? Don't know yet. All I, all I have here is the uh, uh, trademark application. Is that your name? Nope. All right. Because if it is, you have to tell me. Hey, if, if I'm changing my name to Blair, I'm letting you know. If Actually, no. If I'm changing my name to Blair, I'm not letting you know. But I can honestly say, I'm not changing my name to Blair. Also, if they told you to, you would. Like, you could work here, but this is your name now. I would ask it how negotiable that is. We'll see how well that worked for the Viking Raiders, okay? <laughs> Okay. Well, they, well, they did have three name changes. That's true. Like but the experience. Uh, what was it? The war? No, they didn't do war here. But it was Viking experience was first. Yeah. Did then that became the finisher? Yeah. And then it was this one. I think it was only those two. Viking. Well, I I also remember War Machine. So. Well, that was in Ring of Honor, right? Yeah. So. Not here. Nope. So, what's the plan for the tag team champions? You think that the they're just gonna just ignore the fact that tag team champions exist? Which tag team champions are you referring to? All of them. Because 
if you look at the teams, Ziggler and Rude don't really do anything. Like, they wrestled that, that big match on the classic thing because it was, like, supposed to be, like, a throwback or whatever. Mm-hmm. They had the New Day just getting trucked by Obas and AJ Styles, which, like, AJ Styles is legit, but Obas is still kind of green. And I think they're trying to make him into, like, an Andre the Giant type guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that from his, like, I don't know if they're trying to, like, they're like, listen, just say what you want to say or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. Something's going on there. Because he's talking more. Yeah. I, I feel like that his timing was off. Yeah, there were day. spots where they're like, they, it was. I couldn't tell you when because it was Monday. Mm-hmm. And today is Saturday. Yes. But he he was like talking over them. Yeah, that's awkward as ever, as ever. Yeah. So is Kyle O'Reilly's gimmick uh, Williamsburg now? Is I that, don't know. Because he looks like a hipster now. I, I, like, I was hoping not. I was hoping he was just going for, like, you know. Through a phase? 1988 Jason Newstead. Yeah, like right? Hair. Right. But then, like, short hair, the faux hawk, it's kind of. The fedora. I must have completely missed the fedora. I don't know what because I, I don't he know took I it off. He he did that like a, a hat tip or whatever to um, uh, what's Taya Valkyrie's um, Frankie a, Monet. Yeah, that one. She was in the ring. Mm-hmm. He did a thing. Uh, oh yeah, no, yeah, maybe yeah. it wasn't her. Maybe it was was it her or was it the other one? It. I don't know if I could confuse. Scarlet uh, was in the ring. That, there you go. The other girl. The good looking one. Well, yeah. they're both good looking. I don't know. No, you had it right the first time. Yeah. Sorry. So, you have your assets, but you're not Scarlet. So, yeah. That's probably the, the meanest thing I've said all day. I, no. No? No, oh, you compare okay. Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> to Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, I'm sorry. <laughs> But he's undefeated. You're not. Just it's just, it's just, I can't do this. <laughs> like, if this was a basketball podcast, I would still say Ric Flair is a 16-time heavyweight champion. Jordan's oh. only got four. Who'd he ever beat? That's right. <laughs> Nobody. No, exactly. God dang it. All right, so yeah, like he's, he's like a hipster now. Adam Cole was right. Mm-hmm. Roddy's still gone. It's, NXT's a chaotic mess. But Do we're always think- happy when Thatcher gets a win. Yes. Do you think Roddy and Bobby Fish are going to come up together? Uh, I don't know, because when I think tag teams, I think Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. I don't think Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish. Like, I've known they've done it, but they weren't the main tag team. I agree, but obviously Kyle O'Reilly is getting a singles run right now. And I don't think it's only because... 
I don't think it's just something for him to do until Bobby Fish comes back. It, I mean, like no, like I never stated, said that. Like, like he's I never said he did. But like they're you know they're changing his his style up. Like they're changing up his look. He's changing kind of the way he is in the ring a little bit. And I feel like with because that makes me ask, what are they doing with Roddy? They did the whole thing where Roddy quits. All right. So that means Roddy's not in NXT anymore. So presumably he's going to move to Raw SmackDown at some point. You know, I've said this in different ways a hundred times. I don't think Roddy can get over on his own. The ROA, the hardcore Ring of Honor fans, yeah. But in the world of sports entertainment, he doesn't really have the entertainment side down pat yet. So he needs something. Are they going to pair him with his wife? Maybe. I still would actually stand by the same statement. The entertainment aspect, maybe not there so much. Uh... Look, maybe he can't, you know, but he can be like, he could just show up with like a brand new stable. Like he, he'll, he, like if you want to put Bobby Fish in there, fine, but mm-hmm. he doesn't necessarily have to. Like it could be guys that are already on TV right now or not even on TV that you haven't seen in a while. And he's just like recruiting people. Hmm. And like puts together like this like well-oiled machine, and it could be different in that because he's paired with his wife, that they'll also have women in the stable. Like they could do something like that, where like I don't know what you call it. Like you could just like use a stand-in name. Like let's just call it Roderick Strongest or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and then he'll just have like he'll have his wife on there and. The other one that was with his wife, you know, maybe they could get, maybe they could have Shayna Baszler, you know, and the the two of them back together hmm. again. Jessamyn Duke. Yeah, and it's like, and then that's like more TV for Roddy because he'll always be on. Mm-hmm. And then you can have like Roderick like take some guys that just needed guidance, but like. It's hard because it's not going to be for a while. I don't know what they're doing with this Alistair Black thing. He's supposed to maybe have a group or whatever. I don't know. Or is he just know. him? I, that I don't know. I, that's This is the first time I'm hearing a theory that he might have a faction. Well, I don't know. He looks like a guy that should have like a team. Like he's some kind of leader guy. Other than, otherwise, he's Bray Wyatt without any guys. Mm-hmm. It's like what you're not impressive. Where are your people? Uh, but yeah, you could. I don't know who you team Roderick with. What if he came? Like, uh, so here's an idea. So let's say Roddy and Fish are like the base of it. What do they have in common? Ring of Honor. What big name just got booted off of SmackDown? That's from Ring of Honor. You want to put Daniel Bryan in that? You I want don't charisma. Know. You bring in Daniel Bryan. Yeah, but if if what happened Friday didn't happen, I would be all in on it. I don't think that's a good enough payoff to what happened on on SmackDown. Well, I don't think it's necessarily a payoff. I think it's well, more something of... has to come off of it. I'm just saying this would not be it. 
Because if you're trying to get Roderick Strong out there, it can't be with Daniel Bryan because he's going to overshadow him. They're not going to care about him. They're going to care about Daniel Bryan. I, I feel like the point of having Daniel Bryan in there is to get... It's a, is actually to draw more eyes to Roddy and Bobby Fish. It should be through their own actions. Like when they showed up on month when they showed up at when the Undisputed Era showed up at the end of the takeover we were at and cleaned house. Mm-hmm. It can't be like it's me, Roderick Strong, and look who else I got with me. And it's, it's going to be like the yes chants are off, and we're into this guy. All right, so skip Daniel Bryan. Like you talk about his charisma, and it's like yeah, maybe you're right, but like standing him next to a supernova is not exactly the best thing. You're right. I was kind. Of, I was kind of just thinking that like he, Brian could be sort of like the foot in the door or something. But that's some so, foot to have in the door there. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be that. You know what I mean? Like it's a good. If if you don't have anything else, sure, fine, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I was kind of thinking the Ring of Honor connection. So if we skip Daniel Bryan, I know, else? but you got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and it's like, do you do you care enough about these guys? True. Like, uh, I, I'm just saying, it's like, uh, it's hard because I, it just Cesaro. sounds, Cesaro is doing his own thing. He is. And hopefully he will be the Universal Champion someday. It's definitely not going to be a WWE Backlash. Correct. Because he's in trouble next week. Mm-hmm. Actually, I would say he... I would have said if that if if Sunday was backlash, Roman's is def, Roman Reign is definitely winning if yeah. it was Sunday, mm-hmm. because Cesaro left him laid out, like Cesaro beat him up, mm-hmm. like he neutralized him. Yep, I'm I'm surprised he didn't try to spin him. He probably wouldn't have been able to, but um, yeah. So Jimmy's not in the fold, eh? Which is weird. I thought he fell in line after the thing, but I guess only one of them fell in line after the I Quit match. Yeah, that was only Jay. That stipulation actually had no bearing on Jimmy. I could have sworn that he was going to kick both of them out if... Uh, if Jimmy didn't didn't um fall in line, Jay, yes, but that doesn't mean that Jimmy also has to fall in line. That that step, that part of the step was only for Jay. Yeah, but Jimmy should be a little bit more grateful to Jay because Jay he fell in line and he stopped his brother and his you know whole family from getting kicked out of the the table thing. I agree. It's interesting that they forgot about that. Maybe they'll bring it up next week. Hope so. I like the dissension. I don't. It's too early. I don't think it's early. It's it's just, it's Jimmy just coming back and being like, no, this doesn't work for me. I don't want yeah, him talking to me like that. I don't want him feuding with another Uso for the next two months. We already did it. Maybe you'll just be Jay feuding with Jimmy. Main event, Jay Uso. 
maybe. I mean, what else is he doing? I just don't think now. I don't think you should break them up. They should have at least had like a like a somewhat of a run with all three of them together. Like maybe they he shouldn't have came in hot with the acknowledging thing, like off the gate. Yeah, they could have slowed it down a bit. Yeah, because, like, he's right away not interested. Like, he's not even... Well, no, because he got there and he was, like, trying to help out uh, and make sure Seth Rollins doesn't screw it up. Mm-hmm. And the, the miscommunication didn't cost Seth the match. But mm-hmm. it's like, all right, so if I was Seth Rollins, I'd take that shit personally because it's like, oh, so... You think you could just beat me, mm-hmm. and you're just worried about Cesaro. Yeah. Also, it was real quick, but when oh, we're cool, when Jay w- went to help Roman, Jimmy went to hold him back, basically saying like, "What's what's he really doing for you?" And Jay mm. broke away. I don't know. The little things are working. When the little things work, it really brings a whole storyline together. And I've said it a hundred times. This whole this whole Rome thing is so good. Do you like the music yet? I'm seeing the fit better. That doesn't mean I like it. It fits. It, it's it's fitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, you did compare Shaquille O'Neal to Ric Flair, but... Killing me. (laughs) You've done this to yourself. I guess I did. You compared Shaquille O'Neal to Ric Flair. What else was I supposed to do, Rich? Think! Think! (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, damn it. It doesn't matter what you don't know. All I know is Shotzi got beat up, Indy got beat up in that match. Everybody got beat up, but what was the like? What was the point of putting the belts on them? Is it just like a prop for them? I don't know. I f- like like is the way have, like that big of a deal? They have. I mean, they have the whole storyline with Dexter, which was playing out still. Yeah, which I don't understand. Like, why did they get set up? Like, this has to lead to something. Because obviously, uh, Frankie Monet set that up with the flowers and whatnot the week before. Mm-hmm. Say it was from Dexter to one of them. Right. And that's what got Indy upset. And that's how they wound up with this match. Hmm. So, like, why was this being orchestrated? Unless it was, it was um, Candace told Frankie to do that, hmm. and you know what oh, I'm saying? As a, as a way to get indie focused on the tag titles. Yeah, that is certainly possible. You know what? Nah, she doesn't need that. No, forget that. That doesn't work. It just I doesn't. Think, I was thinking maybe this is a way to sort of put a wedge between Candace and Indy 
and then like eventually once once they drop the tag tiles, Indy goes her own separate way and Frankie joins the way. But I don't think they need to do that. Frankie's got her own gimmick going. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It was just a thought. Mm-hmm. Spitballing. That's what we do. Definitely interesting. It's, it's unfortunate that they uh, change the title so quick, though. Yeah, but they... Are you surprised? Like, are you really surprised? I guess not. I just don't like it. There's bigger surprises, you know, but that's not like... To me, it's like it was only a matter of time, and I couldn't tell you why. You know, I don't think that it's better that they have the titles on... um, Indian Candace, but you know, we guess we got to see what happens. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, what do you think of Karrion Cross's mic work? I That's think from- he's mm-hmm. talking too much now. I think it's uh, a practice for the call up. Yeah, I get it. Sure. I think it's it's not bad. It fits kind of what he's telling us the character is. Because they, they've kind of moved away from the silent doomsday kind of thing. And now he's just... He's kind of just like this badass dude. Can't really tell if he's a face or a heel. I thought that's what... um Scarlet was there for. You know? To talk for him. Mm. I feel like her place is to be in situations that he wouldn't. Sometimes his voice doesn't match him, I feel like. I don't know. I get that. I can see that. He, He didn't really talk much in Impact his first run. Later on, like, more, quote unquote, more recently, um... He was talking, like, when he was feuding with Eddie Edwards and the whole thing. Um, it it didn't feel like it wasn't as good as this, though. Like, this is better. I feel like when he talks, you listen. And I've said this a million times. I love his intensity. Oh, he's intense. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. It, it's like almost tangible. It's like like not a lot of wrestlers can exude intensity the way he does. And I don't know exactly... I don't know if I can express exactly how he does it. I don't know. It's like It's like the look and the posture... It's all, it's all body language, I think. Yeah, I can see that. I guess. I don't know. I, I just... Mm, I don't know. Anything I say wouldn't work. But I did... Like, I think the only thing that could sum it up is what I said before. Is like, something, something, when he's talking, it's like it doesn't sound like someone that looks like that should sound. I guess. Mm-hmm. 
and that's that's my fault. But you know, other like than Mike, that, like, I'm not kind of like Mike Tyson in his high voice. Yeah, but like Mike Tyson's a killer. Mike Tyson is a killer. <laughs> he, he he's a killer, mm-hmm. you know, and like you you just can't take it away from him. That's all I'm saying. Definitely. It's the things that he's done. It, it doesn't matter how his voice sounds. Mm-hmm. I, I would still be terrified that he would eat my children. Yeah, because he'd say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And after nothing, um, talking about carrying cross, not quite sounding like how you'd expect. I mean, he's undefeated. Yeah. So, I mean, it's he. He's definitely got a good build as far as you know how they're building the character. Mm-hmm. So, and definitely a hundred percent, he's on the top of the list of guys Vince wants to bring up. Yeah. Partly because of the look, partly because of Scarlett's look, and it'll work. And I kind of can't wait. It's gonna be good. All right. Do you got anything else you want to hit on? Uh, what? Any other hit on? Listen, the Basement Booker's podcast is very respectful to everyone, and we will not hit on you. Uh, look at. Look, I'm looking forward to WrestleMania Backlash, and it's 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 mainly because I want to see what happens when Bailey has to wrestle Bianca Belair for the mm-hmm. championship. Like we've seen like a regular match, but not like like them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. I, I I hope it's good, and I I'm pretty sure Sasha Banks is going to make an appearance because she has not been on TV. Mm. Yeah, it's been. A Think while. about that. What's that? That's her theme song. Oh yeah. All right. Well, when you start singing to yourself, I start singing to myself. So uh, we're out of here, I guess. Right. I guess so. And if you don't know where to find this podcast, we're on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google us, or on whatever podcast platform you want. If you want to contact us, you can email us, basinbookers at gmail.com. we got a Facebook page, Basin Bookers. Uh, Twitter, of course, at Basin Bookers, at Basement Jer, average there is. And Jer's got a party message for you. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the booker.